You're listening to The Politics of Faith on America Abroad. I'm Catherine Lanfer. Uh, joining me now to talk about increasing tensions involving religion across the globe is Brian Grimm. He's a senior researcher and director of international data at the Pew Research Center's Forum on Religion and Public Life. He's also a principal investigator for the International Religious Demography Project at Boston University's Institute on Culture, Religion, and World Affairs. Hey, Brian, thanks for speaking with us. Good to be with you, Catherine. Now, I know that you are involved with a recent report called Rising Restrictions on Religion. Explain this conundrum to me that we can have a rising importance in the role of religion in life around the world, and at the same time, we can have a rising restriction on religion. How does that work? Well, one interesting study we did a few years ago was in 10 different countries asking people about the importance of being able to practice their religion versus the importance of living in a country where other people can practice their religion freely. And not surprisingly, there's a difference. People value the ability to practice their own religion more highly than they do the ability of others in their country to practice their religion. So you could call that somewhat of a religious intolerance gap. And and speaking again about the role of religion in divided societies, there's a staggering number of people who are facing uh, restrictions in, in their religion in the world right now. Yes, this uh, study looked at restrictions on religion two years ago in 198 countries, and we found that in about a third of countries, people live with high restrictions on the practice of religion, either coming from governments or from groups in society. But because many of the countries where there's high restrictions are very populous, about 70% of the world's population lives in these countries with high restrictions. We took a close look at two Muslim-majority countries in this program, uh, Malaysia and Egypt. What similarities, if any, do you see in their restrictions on religion? One similarity is it's very difficult to change your status religiously in both countries. So in Malaysia, for instance, if you're a Muslim, you have to go to special courts to say that you want to stop being a Muslim. And many times the courts won't recognize a conversion. It also means in Malaysia, for instance, that the marital law is that a non-Muslim cannot marry a Muslim. So if you want to marry a Muslim, you have to convert to Islam. This creates a a type of social separation that's difficult to bridge across. Among the things you've written is a book called The Price of Freedom Denied, in which you argue that restrictions on religion are associated with higher levels of violent religious persecution. What examples from what we've looked at in this program do you think best show this connection? Well, I think China gives one clear example. There's religious freedom for, as the Constitution says, normal religions, what the government considers to be a normal religion. However, the government considers some religions to not only be abnormal but dangerous. So some groups like Falun Gong are considered to be a dangerous sect that subverts the stability of the country. So when the government does not have a law that's fully protecting religious freedom for all groups, then that sets up the possibility to designate some groups as dangerous, and then the government can take action against them. What solutions, if any, do you see to these rising restrictions, increasing tensions? In the report that we've just released, we looked at several 
types of laws that have an association with higher levels of social hostilities and government restrictions, and also increasing levels. And one is just the basic constitution, whether or not that provides a clear protection for religious freedom. But then another are laws that penalize blasphemy, apostasy, or criticism of religion. And we found in countries that have such laws as these, restrictions went up substantially more than they did in countries that had no such laws. So I I can't say whether or not that is any sort of solution, but certainly we see those types of laws being associated with increases in restrictions. So it sounds like we're coming back to your uh, unofficial tolerance index. Yes. Religion can be restricted not just by governments, but by people in society. So the tolerance that people have towards other religious groups in, in society is a very important indicator of the overall freedom to practice one's religion in a country. Brian Grimm, thanks for talking with us. Thank you, Catherine. Brian Grimm is a senior researcher and director of international data at the Pew Research Center's Forum on Religion and Public Life. You've been listening to The Politics of Faith, The Role of Religion in Divided Societies. Visit us on the web at americaabroad.org to sign up for our monthly podcast and to access a complete archive of our programs. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Aaron Lobel is our executive producer. Our program was produced by Monica Bushman, Mallory Durr, Anya Ardaeva, Noel King, and Jennifer Pack. Additional production help came from Flan Williams. Steve Martin is our director of broadcast and station relations. I'm Catherine Lanfer, and this is America Abroad from Public Radio International. Support for this program is provided by the Henry Luce Foundation, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, the Stewart Family Foundation, and the American Interest, a magazine devoted to illuminating America's global role. Support also comes from this station and public radio international stations nationwide and is made possible in part by the PRI Program Fund, whose contributors include the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. PRI. Public Radio International.